Hey, Nicole, how's it going? I see the <laughs> the pregnant belly is showing itself fully <laughs> or semi-fully. <laughs> yeah, it's also really hot in my studio slash garage. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, we nobody has to worry about what's what happens in front of the screen. All that matters is what's what's happening and in, in uh, what you see. So, but how are you feeling otherwise? I mean, it's been a quite a while since we've chatted actually, but how's things going all side? How many weeks pregnant again, if we just have a bit of an update? Yeah, so I'm about, when this comes out, I'll be uh, 23 weeks pregnant. Wow. And right now I'm about 22 weeks pregnant. Honestly, like nothing has changed. Um, I weight lift four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. I, um, well, I guess I play a round of golf once a week where we walk. So You've been playing a lot of golf, there. hey? Have you? Not? I know, <laughs> I know. Well, I, for me, it's nice because like you're walking in between holes. Mm. So even if you play nine holes, that's like eight thousand steps at least. Yeah. Like I haven't actually tracked it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna wear my Apple Watch for the first time in a really long time, and then I just totally forgot because it's dead and I don't use it anymore. Um, but it's just so nice because like we have a tea time usually like seven a.m. It's like first thing in the morning sun just came up at like 6 30 no one's out there it's kind of like the world is quiet and you're just walking with your bag and you know um we have little like push carts for our bag but the point is is that you're getting like the morning sun you're outside with nature you're not on your phone you're just cruising and you're just hitting balls as best you can and when you mess up you're hoping that you don't break it um any clubs so (laughs) yeah so that's like the best part and then we also play pickleball once a week so I would say like I'm pretty active Mm. uh well maybe I'm very active like nothing has really (laughs) I guess nothing has really like slowed down and um it's so weird because Josh like for you and I or like anyone who's ever dealt with weight issues or just kind of like has been so concerned about weight like I am the heaviest I've ever been in my life right now. (laughs) Um, And it's kind of like, it's not like scary, Mm. but it's just like, it's more interesting from an anatomy standpoint of like, you know, I'm doing all my knees over toes exercises and all the PT and stuff to Mm. stay strong, but how your body handles that excess weight, like your joints and everything, um, Mm. It's just very interesting. <laughs> is, is there like a fear? So just from your standpoint, is there like a, yeah. is there like a, is like, is there a, cause I'm trying to construct this from like, if I was like pregnant, like, yeah. is there like this fear that the weight wouldn't, won't go off, even though we know it's going to go off, but like, is there this post pregnancy fear? Is that what it is? Or is it something different? I, I, Honestly, I don't know. I'm not worried about losing the weight. Like, I know I'll lose it. And the thing is, is that with breastfeeding, like it takes everything out of you. Mm. So a lot of times, like the weight gain that you have um, will really be helpful for when you're breastfeeding, because that's like, I think there's like an obscene amount of calories that are being burned when you're breastfeeding. Like it literally like takes it just Mm -hmm. out of you. So that's what like my midwife was talking about. And she's like, that's why like weight gain is good, especially for people that are underweight, because when you're Mm -hmm. actually breastfeeding, like after the baby's born is when it really comes into play. Mm -hmm. So like, although, you know, being pregnant, like maybe you're like, oh, what's the point of this, you know, or like what's going on? It's really like that layer of fat and like what you're gaining now, you're going to lose during Mm -hmm. um, breastfeeding. But again, like if you're not active going into pregnancy, you're probably not going to lose the weight. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're going to mm-hmm. have a harder time, like trying to actually lose weight mm-hmm. if you don't already have habits. Do you know what I mean? Like, so after try, you have try your very best to keep the same habits that you've, that you would want to keep as much as you can. Obviously you can't do certain things, but yeah, you're basically living, you're basically living a normal life just with another human growing inside of you. And there's a few things you can't do, but for the most yeah. part, you trying your best to keep things normal, you know? Exactly. So then like when after I have the baby and everything, like there's obviously going to be a time postpartum where, you know, you can't work out, right? You're Mm -hmm. very much just like resting and your body's recuperating from Mm -hmm. doing something so wild and bringing a child, like birthing someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's fine. Like, I think it's just like, my whole thing is like, if you, if there's things that you can control, right? Like, obviously I can't, I'm not going to worry about weight gain. 
right? Like that's just something that's going to happen. My body's naturally going to hold on to things and it's going to be good for when I'm breastfeeding, right? Mm. So like weight gain is normal, natural, whatever. I'm not worried about that. I think it's more so being worried about how your body's going to be different after. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not talking about like, down there but I mean just like <laughs> I'm gonna have a little bit wider hips you know like I'm just it's more just curious looking at like oh like I wonder how my body is gonna feel or like look or be like mm. it's just it's something that you just don't know when you do it for the first time so I think mm. that's it because I know like I'll lose the weight I'm not worried about like the weight loss after um mm. it's so more, like structurally your body will yeah. be a little, it will be a little bit different basically is what she's saying like just that that's just the what happens during pregnancy right? yeah yeah no yeah. i i think so because like your hips have to like i feel like i've always had kind of more like narrow <laughs> hips mm. and so i'm like oh there's gonna be like a thing that comes out of there and like it's gonna like push my which also is like not a bad thing um but it's just i don't know i think that's like the weird thing because you just don't know but if you go into pregnancy with healthy habits, you stay active. Like, I think that's probably the most important thing. And you're eating healthy. Like right now I have to eat um, like every day, a minimum of 80 grams of protein a day. Hmm. That's like the minimum. And that's what my midwife requires. Um, hmm. Like for just developing a healthy baby and everything they need. Yeah. Cause so. that sounds like it's like 0.5 grams per, per lean massive body weight or my, it's somewhere around there. If it's 80 or between 0.5 and a, gr a gram, basically, hey, or one gram of, of lean protein per. You lost me at math. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, it I sounds know, like to me. Okay. I think regardless of who you are, like mm. regardless of your weight, regardless of anything, they want you to try to hit 80 grams of protein per mm. day. Mm -hmm. um, so in like my habit tracker, you know, I have a habit tracker now that I just started that I love. Mm -hmm. So it's like 30 minutes of sun, 30 minutes <laughs> of movement, you know, like uh, flossing because I never do that. Okay, wait, and, what, what is this like an app or how, how are you doing? It? Yeah, so Kelly Hogan uses this and I was like, oh, wow, like I love I love crossing things off. Because yeah. I'm like crazy you type you, A. You are <laughs> definitely fitting that app. I can see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so like it basically just like, you put little things on here mm. like um for example like this is a weird one but my midwives now want me to track my food so i can see how much actual protein i was getting because when i was um like kind of being adverse to eggs and like eating a whole steak i feel like i was getting less than i should have mm -hmm. um so like yeah it just looks like this it's called habit tracker and you put your things and then you like mark it off Oh, nice. And so, first, like, as soon as you've done that in the day, you it's yeah. a daily thing. You you marking it off. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you can put like weekly things or whatever, mm -hmm. um, or like on certain days you can put stuff. But, um, like thirty minutes of reading or whatever. But I just like, like so far I've flossed my teeth more than I have mm. in like <laughs> a year. So, yeah, I think it's uh, working well. But yeah, that's weird though. It's weird to track my food. Mm -hmm. but I have to like be accountable for like making sure this life is like functioning and like getting everything it needs to, you know, continue developing and, and be healthy. I'm sure, so. I'm sure it is. It's, it's getting, it's getting some good stuff better than any other American that I know. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try, but it's, it's also just like when you like, when I sit down and I'm like, Oh, geez. Like I, it's literally like every single meal you should have protein obviously with it. Mm -hmm. And like, I totally thought like, for example, sausage had like so much more protein in it. And then I was like, holy crap. I was like, it's like all fat. Basically so like fat, now yeah. I'm, yeah. So like, I just feel like a lot of the foods like I'm eating are more fat heavy. So I have to eat more of them. And then like, uh, like the raw, um, I like doing the raw milk shots with the egg yolk. I was going to ask about that. So, so, yeah. so that's your substitute now for, for eggs basically in the morning. Yeah. It's just like, I don't really crave anything right now. Like I crave like nothing. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. Like a milk shot with like an egg yolk, like cool. I'm like getting my, <laughs> my, I'm getting like my nutrients, but like, I don't, you don't taste anything, you know? Yeah. So it's a weird time. It's a weird time, Josh. It, it is a weird time. I, I, on that note, I've been, so I'm on this strange, just 
the strange craving for ketchup, tomato, tomato sauce. Oh my god! I can't explain this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you I'm, pregnant? <laughs> I, I could be. Honestly, I could be because so I've always had, like, for a long time I've had like a a a, a sort of a thing of a thing. Josh, speak English. A bottle of ketchup in my fridge that I very occasionally use when I'm cooking chicken because it's so boring and bland, yes. dry, but it's it's very high in protein. Like if you want if you want protein, like chickens, I mean you can't beat it. But you have to, I have to have something with it. So usually yeah. if I am having it, like I sometimes make in the air fry these um, coconuts dusted chicken tenders. Or like, oh, pork. like coconut flour. Yeah, yeah. Or oh. like, or pork, pork rinds. You, you, yeah, you, yeah. Pork rinds in the air fryer. That's it's a really cool snack. But then I have to have it with tomato sauce. Yeah. So, but lately, I've just been kind of like addicted to tomato sauce, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Like I've kind of been having it like every third me every third day. I'm like sitting there, even with my like some of my beef, and I'll be like. Hmm, I really feel like some tomato sauce now. <laughs> and it's gotten to a point where I'm like, oh shit, this is like this is a little bit okay, I buy the I buy the um the Heinz one with less it's got like fifty percent less sugar. I was gonna ask you about the not. sugar. But but tomatoes I mean tomatoes in general, if you speak to any carnivore, it's like tomatoes are no go. Like tomatoes are nightshades. Inflammation. They've got a, in yeah. ton of like alkaloids and uh, I, I don't know how to say, I think it's called, uh, a, yeah, a, I don't know. Anyway, but things that bind, uh, chemicals that bind to certain minerals in your body and cause inflammation, especially arthritis. Like my mom, when she eats tomatoes, her hands inflame like immediately. But my theory is because the tomato sauce is in like vinegar and it's been prepared and it's got a bit of sugar, it's preserved. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's not as bad for you. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. It's just something that I've been weirdly addicted to lately, and I feel fine. But yeah, it's it's weird. Here's the thing, though, Josh. Yeah. Like you've come <laughs> such a long way, and yeah. I do have people that ask me that are doing carnivore, starting carnivore, and they're like, "Well, what do you do about sauces?" Mm. And I'm kind of like, "Well, here's the thing. Like, if you can find a sauce that doesn't have vegetable oil in it." Mm and you want to use that occasionally cool yeah you know my whole thing is that like if you're still getting the vegetable oils i feel like you're not going to benefit as much from carnivore because mm. part of it is like getting rid of those things i will mm. say one thing that i do like when i'm pregnant and this has to do with tomatoes as well is they have a keto pizza okay and mm -hmm. so there's this one place down the street for me that does this amazing meat lovers pizza and they actually can do it on like cauliflower crust, but mm -hmm. like keto style. Like it tastes like the actual crust tastes like cardboard. Like it does mm. not taste good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. like part of me is like, oh, like I'm eating like a meat pizza. Like this is kind of like reminding me that I'm like, cool. Like, you know, like this is amazing. <laughs> um, but I historically have not done well with nightshades, potatoes, mm. um, French fries. Well, I think partially because the french fries are always in vegetable oil but mm. um like tomatoes just kind of like make me inflamed mm. so um on, i hate saying this on the times that i eat the keto pizza um let's just say that you don't want to be sleeping next to me <laughs> like it's just it, things are things are happening the, down the there the cauliflower pe the cauliflower crust is just causing have have you and yeah. have you tried so have you i uh, just out of interest like have no you tried tomato tomato sauce do you think there's a difference between like a fresh fresh tomato and the sauce itself or have you do you not know i'm just interested is so i do like caprese like if someone if i go to a restaurant and they're like oh we have caprese salad so caprese is like tomato mozzarella mm. basil and like a balsamic usually mm. or like an olive oil um i really like that so like that's kind of so you occasionally have like fresh tomato a fresh and... organic yeah yeah like always organic if i buy any produce it's organic but mm. like i actually just try to avoid it because like when i'm super pure and i eat a tomato like i'm super pure carnivore and i eat a tomato 
like it would like set me off. Like mm. I would feel it. I'd feel the joint pain. I'd, I'd be like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting a little, I'm a little bit more groggy or I'm a little bit more mm. just like off. But I think the, the joint pain would be real mm. after like eating a tomato. Well, and that's why I think yeah, it was so gnarly. Exactly. It supposedly causes a involuntary contraction of your muscles. So it makes you stiff, like oh, more stiff well, than, you, you than you usually would be. So like your muscles would feel sore. And strangely enough, my quads, I, I did CrossFit for the first time the other day in like over two weeks. And my quads are like insanely sore. I've never felt, I haven't felt this pain. So it could be the tomato sauce. I'm not, but I mean, you I'm also, not wait, hold on to, though. We have yeah. to give context for people though. Cause you just had like, <laughs> not like an eight day bender, but yeah. you, you lived it up and you, it could also be not just from tomato sauce, but exactly like, confounding factors. So for, for context, for people, I went to boom festival, which is um, this really gnarly, like, eight day uh, psychedelic trance festival in Portugal. It only happens every two years. Um, wow. The last one happened in 2018. So that was four years ago. So you can imagine with COVID and things like that, how, how big oh, it yeah. was. It was huge. And I've, I love, I love, I love the music and I love the vibe and I love the people, but eight, I must say eight days was a little bit gnarly for me. Like I, I'm very thankful I got through it. I must admit, I was extremely nervous actually going into it. I, just purely because I haven't, been, I hadn't, I hadn't really been to a festival in like over eight months since then. The only festival that I did go to was like a two-day festival, and I could quickly rush back home afterwards and get back onto my meat-eating train. Yeah, there you in the you in the desert for eight days, and it, it, there's no. I mean, there was this one place that sold meat. Like it was so gnarly, Nicole. So they oh, they, no. they promote this whole like vegan, obviously oh, I was vegan ask. drive Jeez. with the festival, and you know obviously there's a there's a big synonymous relationship between like consciousness and festivals and vegan diets, and obviously a lot of people are vegan. But they had this one restaurant there. It was called the Argentinian Grill or something like oh, that. Yeah. It was so gnarly. They were literally cooking pork belly chicken and i was like when i saw this place i promise you i got down okay not really but like literally like something in me got down and i was like thank you thank you for this the only problem is it was so busy it so it just shows you how people crave meat even at these festivals you need it you yeah. you need it like when you when you out there having fun drinking um, especially on like psychedelics, it, it takes it out of you. It really drains all your energy because you don't eat because you're just having too much, too much fun and you're in the sun. So your body craves protein after you've had like a, a heavy night yeah. and everyone was lining up there. So to actually get there, it was kind of like a revelation for me. It was kind of like, I was, I was pretty shocked, but I, I was pretty like, okay, you know what? People still crave this. This is something that people want it. It's not like, this meat place was like abandoned, which I kind of thought it would be. I, I, I actually thought my ignorance was like, no, none of these people are going to go there, but they, they did. And it was the busiest place that I saw every single day. Um, so that was very interesting for me was to see that. And I, I'm very, I, I'm very happy that I got through it without getting sick. To, when I, when I actually left the festival on the way back, um, I started, I, I was drinking tap water on the last day and I kind of, kind of thought to myself, this is a bad idea, but I, but the, the water was like sort of out of reach and I was a bit lazy and I was like, okay, let me just drink some tap water. The next day for the, for three days, when I got back, I was basically over the toilet the, the entire time coming out of both ends. I, I felt so surf, Nicole, basically it felt like food poisoning. Oh my God. I have to tell you something and I'm really yeah. scared to tell you this. What? Okay, so we watched a show called Woodstock 99, which oh, no. basically was about <laughs> them trying to redo a Woodstock festival in New York in America in 1999. Mm -hmm. And it was more like alternative. They had like, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Offspring, oh, you know, Slim and stuff like that. Boys, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can watch it. It's on Netflix. But um, one of the things is that they didn't account for... Um, 
they just treated the people the festival goers awful right um and like they charged they were charging like four dollars for water and this is back Mm. in like 99 where like it should have been like 65 cents and then they Mm. racked it up 12 dollars a bottle Mm. and it was 100 plus degrees so anyways they had like porta potties and all these outhouses and someone like broke a pipe and they had these people come who would check the tap water quality that the drinking water that people were using for showering and and drinking and everything and all the samples that they collected were tainted with human feces in them. Oh no. And I was just like <laughs> not that this happened to you. Like this was a 250,000 plus people festival. Yeah. Like it was out of control. Yeah. Um and it ended up really bad, but my point is is that like who knows mm. what tap water like you know we have a saying here where there's like gray water um, which is recycled water that they'll use to uh, on fields. Mm-hmm. There's brown water, which is like literally from like the sewage system. So mm-hmm. like there's different classes of water. So neither of those are drinking water. But what I'm saying is I don't know about Portugal. I don't know about, do you know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. know about any, like I don't know about the standards or whatever. Like I'm sure it's fine. And you probably were just like feeling like sick, but there's there's stuff in tap water. Like I encourage people to literally like with the, in America, we have a tool where you can literally like put in your zip code and your city and it'll show you like the last time that they tested the water and what was found in it. Like Mm -hmm. all the contaminants, all of the toxins and everything that's in the water. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that you felt like shit. Exactly. And whether it was a coincidence or not, or whether it was food poisoning, in fact, because I, because towards the end, I must be honest, my meat-based diet went completely out of the window. I was living, I was eating pizzas every day. Well, your body was probably rejecting it, Josh, you, like you, if you think about it. Yeah, it, it appeared, but, but what strikes me is that it happened on the day after I started drinking the tap water. And if you have a look at some of the yeah. images, I've seen like Google images of the inside of taps. So it doesn't matter. The point is, it, it, it doesn't even matter where you are in the world. The fact of the matter is tap water has to go through uh, metal piping to get to where it needs to be or any sort of piping. So it could be clean water, but the problem is the actual piping itself develops fungi and mold over time and disease and, and, and that's the problem. The water might be fresh, but the, the taps inside and the yeah, what it's running through. Yeah, so, um, and I knew a few other people that 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 also didn't feel too great on on the days, but anyway, I, I I'm I'm happy that I went and experienced it, but I'm equally as happy to be back now and getting back on track with my health. It feels like I've been away for like two months. You know, it's one of those like situations where you just feel like, <laughs> yeah. But, but like, I mean, two things for me is that one. I, I, I went for the first time, I took no sunscreen. It was 38 degrees Celsius. That's like, I, I would love to maybe, I'm, I'm gonna Google it quickly, screw it. I think that's about 88 degrees, just under 90 maybe. Degrees Celsius, too far. Let's see what comes up. I, I feel like it's more than that. You think it's like 90 plus? Celsius Fahrenheit, about 104. Oh my good God. 104 degrees. It was it, it was about 104 degrees Fahrenheit every Ooh. single day. And you're in a tent and the water, you, everything just gets so insanely hot every day. And I took no sunscreen. The only thing I took was a little stick of pure zinc, which I put on my um, face. Yeah, and a bit on my sh- Yeah, and, my, and on my shoulders. And I didn't burn. Like I got, I got slightly, slightly reddish on one or two occasions. Yeah. And then everyone was like, "Josh, yes, uh, after sun. Do you want some after sun?" I'm like, "No, I'm trying something. I'm, I'm not putting none of that chemical shit on my body." The redness the next day completely went away. My body was fine. So although I got yeah. a little bit red at times, obviously your your body's not like invincible. It went away the next day 
in the past, the, in the past, the first thing I would do when I got sunburned, like, like, I mean, you would probably as well. The first thing you do is, oh, give me after sun. Let's put yeah. some chem, let's put some chemicals on the burn. That just probably made it worse. That, that just probably irritated your skin, made it 10 times worse. So I, that was super compelling for me to, and, and I was, and I always thought it was the eating bad that caused it. And I was eating bad and I was drinking yeah. alcohol. So the, the proof is in the pudding is that seriously sunscreen, the more you think about it, it's just, it cannot be good for you. It, there's yeah. no logical reason, reason for me to believe that it's, that it's helping in any way, shape or form. It's a pure chemical that you're putting on your skin. And the worst part about it is that it's literally UV rays baking the chemicals into your body. Like how on earth can it's that like be? It's like almost good? like a microwave. Um, I will say Josh yeah. though, like, so there's been so many recalls. And the newest one lately was for Banana Boat, um, which I believe is owned by Johnson & Johnson, I think. Um, and all, all every, like, sunscreen brand is owned by, like, Bayer or Johnson no. & Johnson or Pfizer or whatever. Like, you name it. Like, all the big pharma companies make the sunscreens, right? So the newest one um, is that they were testing. Um, and this is just because people were testing it. This had been on the shelves for a very long time and they found unsafe, apparently unsafe levels of benzene. Okay. And so benzenate is also an ingredient that's been used in a lot of sunscreen, which is a, like, which is be basically benzene, right? But they use it in like safe levels. Um, but benzene is a known carcinogen, hmm. which is insane. You are rubbing carcinogens on your body, trying not to get cancer from the one natural thing in the sky. Like it's just, it, it like, I'm so against sunscreen. <laughs> um, like I don't even like, and like, as you can see, like, I'm not like, I'm not burnt. I'm not like, I don't have like my skin falling off. I'm not like no. wrinkly, like none of that shit. No. So I'm like, dude, like you're literally rubbing in all that stuff. And they keep, they keep having recalls and all these sunscreen. It's, yeah. it's such bullshit. And you just touched on it is that a friend of mine that I went with his first thing to me, which is every single family member that I, that I have, I was gonna say own every single family member of mine says, Oh no, no, it's because there's melanoma in our family, like put on sunscreen, like there's skin cancer in our family. Like the propaganda is so real. It, it, yeah, it, it's it not, it's not, Oh, hang on. Could it be something else that's causing the skin cancer? Or do you think the sun, do you, th the thing that they, the, the interesting thing is it's, it's like they blame your childhood for, that's the propaganda. They blame your childhood for your experience of sun now, because as a child, I spent all day in the sun Same. and I, I admittedly, my parents put sunscreen on me because they wanted to look after me. Yeah. But who's to say that it's not the sunscreen as a child that's caused all of your malignancies, potential malignancies in your skin. The, and now you just further damaging that through the sunscreen that's putting on now. So it's, it's such a bake. It really is such a bake to think that you need this, this white fucking chemical to, yeah. to for your, your, your body, your body knows what it's doing. It, it will tell you, Hey Nicole, I've I've kind of had enough sun today. Yeah, like let's get. I don't know if you ever had that experience. Yeah, let's get yeah, out of the of sun. Yeah, and and then you kind of sit there and and sometimes you've had enough sun that it it has a like afterglow for a couple of days. Like literally, sometimes I'll sit in the sun so long, and the next day it'll be a nice day, and I'd kind of be like, you know what, I'm actually feeling fine. Mom, I actually feel fine. But then you get that compulsion, like we've spoken about, you get that compulsion to go back in the sun again, and that's yeah. kind of like your body saying, I need some more vitamin D. Yeah. It's like intuition. Like yeah. people forget that like your body is so intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. Like you might have this like desire to go do something and you should probably do it. Mm. Um, but it's just, to me, it just makes zero sense to put a carcinogenic substance mm. on your body to prevent you from getting cancer. Like, it's just like, mm. it doesn't, it's just, to me, it's just like, this is the most hypocritical thing like I've mm. ever heard of. Like you're trusting again, pharmaceutical companies who don't give a shit about you, who are always just worried about making money, who have had recall after recall after recall, especially more recently, 
um, with sunscreens because of the carcinogens in them. Mm. And it's just like, I, I don't know. Like, I think there are brands out there. Not so not here's the thing. Like, you'll think that you found a clean brand and then it's also owned by Johnson and Johnson. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's so, so fun, they, yeah. they have like five different sunscreen brands. So you think you're getting one better. Yeah. Um, but I have found, so my only thing is that if I know that my face is going to be directly in the sun for hours, mm. right? Like hours without any shade, without any hats or anything, which rarely ever happens. I have a mineral sunscreen that's super like no talks, like no chemicals in it. It's all natural ingredients. And I put the tiniest bit on my T-zone Yeah, because that's the only thing that's really like that I like want to protect. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're, I think if you're someone that is going to be in the sun for a very long period of time and you don't have a hat, right. Or something to like, kind of just, you know, give a little, grace to your face Mm -hmm. (laughs) um then i totally understand like the need to wear sunscreen but there are brands out there where you can check and you can see or like if it's you doing like that zinc stick or something that doesn't have any harmful ingredients like there's stuff you can Mm do but um i just think that's the only time like i will wear like a low tox um natural ingredient like mineral sunscreen on my face right and like that's like that's literally the only time I say to people because if you can control if you're in the shade if you're wearing a hat like then you can probably be in it for hours you know yeah, you can so yeah I was shocked I was really shocked this is for the for the first time in a very long time my body has like some sort of like color to it which is crazy for me to oh, say because no. <laughs> we're very different like I can tan and I can yes. get pretty dark and I uh, feel like for you it's like it has to be a very gradual yeah like it's, process it takes a while. and then you're like you're like oh i have some color <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like, not it's not tan it's just i have some color on my skin that that's my definition of being somewhat tanned but another another like cool thing about going to the festival is that it's just the unplugging like i enjoyed unplugging and mm-hmm. being off instagram cuz there's obviously there's this like you know there's so much proving and creating online whether we you know whether we like it or not it's just the nature of being online and and the things we try to create and i'm fully on board with that and it's certainly taken me a couple of days to adjust back and get the motivation that i need to start creating content again and stuff because i I really do enjoy it but it it does take it out of you it's like when you go to these things you 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 sort of when you come back, you're like, oh, I don't, I really don't feel like being this person online. But the the revelation for me is like, you don't have to be that person. You can be the person that you are, and the right people will be surround. You know, it's it's when you, it's when you're creating this. Like I've done in the past, when you when I've created somebody that I think people would enjoy to see, or I or I inflate my personality, you know, to try and get a point across. It, it doesn't really serve, you know, so I, I was yeah. really, it was really nice to just be away from, from it all, I suppose. And then to come back and see it and just see it from a, just see the, the, the landscape from a different perspective, if that makes sense, you know, from like an outsider perspective. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking I, I don't know how, that, when I asked you, yeah. I wanted to ask you, cause I strongly believe in that. Like my favorite mm-hmm. times are Fridays when we do our, like our river float every Friday, because mm-hmm. you can't have your phone on and the river. Exactly. I was going to say golf, you know I mean? where's your phone? Probably away. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's gone. Cause I'm yeah. busy, like trying to figure out how I'm, I'm pushing the car. <laughs> I'm trying. I think I went, I took one video or two videos and it wasn't even like live on Instagram. It was just mm-hmm. like, I always post things later. Like, I know we've talked about this, but I always try to just like take a video or take a picture because I still want like to remember certain things and have like a memory I can look back on sure but it won't be live to Instagram and me being like oh hold on hold on Taylor just a second like I need to post this you know it's like at the end of the day like no one really gives a shit like your social media does not define you it's not like the whole thing that you are it's just one aspect of your life and you know who knows how long it's going to be around Mm -hmm. you know like I mean probably a long time but you know what I mean like it's just it's one of those things where like I think what's serving you because sometimes I wake up and I'm like I honestly don't give a crap about (laughs) like the only thing that I care about is that like 
just informing people on certain things mm-hmm. like birth control, which I'm really passionate about mm-hmm. and like just knowing ingredients that are in products because mm-hmm. I think that like our parents had no idea. They were just like feeding us stuff and like, oh, like this is like a green food dye going in your oatmeal and your oats are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sprayed in glyphosate and they're not organic. And do you know what I mean? So like for me, that's like mm-hmm. why I'm on social media. Now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't even care about like who, like, I don't even care about, like, I just want to know things. Like I want to stay informed and it's a great way to stay informed, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I, I read this interesting article that Tim Ferriss actually shared in his newsletter. I don't know if you are, I don't know if you subscribe to Tim Ferriss's. I know Tim Ferriss, but I don't, su- sorry. I don't yeah, You know him. Know. You know Tim Ferriss. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, no, we I'm go joking. with that. <laughs> But um, his, his, his newsletter recently shared this article about this person online. You might even know him. He was this vegan that started this YouTube channel. And he was very picky. He was a very picky eater. He decided one day, fuck it. I'm going to eat. I want, I want McDonald's. So he went to McDonald's and he recorded him eating. I might be getting the whole story like a bit wrong. Can you but tell I'm just me giving... his name, by the way? Ah, oh, fuck, it's, um, anyway, but this guy, let me just, you know what, we've got time. Let me just quickly bring it up. Yeah, bring it so up. So we got, well. there we go. So the article itself is called The Perils of Audience Capture. I highly recommend you read this. Like, okay. it is very interesting. And basically the subtitle is how influencers become brainwashed by their audience. Not that I'm saying oh. we influencers in the sense of some people, but it, it was interesting to read, but this guy, he's called Nick, Nicardo Avocado uh, as Perry. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, wait, did you say Nicardo Avocado? That's the dude. Okay. So you can see that. That's the dude on the top. That's where he started. And that's where he looks like now. Shut the front door. Yes. So you so have to link his the yeah. article. In there so too. essentially, let me just give it a bit of an overview. Essentially, yeah, basically yeah. he. He was a vegan, very picky, picky eater, very self-conscious person, decided one day, hey, fuck it, let me eat McDonald's and re- record the video. People obviously were like interested and be like, wow, that's, that's fucked up, man. Like he started getting attention. He started getting love. He started oh. doing this more and more. So he started just, he started basically, f- f- like basically the way he describes it is that his audience basically compelled him to eat himself. So he literally ate his former self into this person that just eats anything and records it and he's got millions of subscribers but the but this is like a metaphor for what happens in the yeah. in our community is that audience capture means that we start to shift our identity to that of our audience and we start to do things because our audience is giving us information of what they actually want instead of what actually we want to impart onto the world and i've been is thinking that kind of, i have a question for you yeah, is yeah. that kind of like the echo chamber phenomenon so like you kind of like you attract a certain person sort that's going to want and then it sort just of, yeah. encourages you to continue think, being that yeah. way i think i think an echo chamber is actually more relevant to what we are interested in because an oh, echo okay. chamber would be these we've got these ideas they we literally do want to change people's lives like me and you but we might live in a in an echo chamber where we might actually block off certain things that uh, sort of uh, disarm the bi- the biases that we have. So we might okay. block things that that could potentially be useless. I mean, useful, but because we believe they're not and we're not open to them, we won't let these ideas in. Whereas I think this is more related to like, you know, entertainment influencers and people that mm-hmm. do stupid shit online to get views. But I still think it relates. I, th- I still think it's very important. It's still very important to what we're doing because I've always viewed that what I do as an art form, and I and I never want to, I never want to succumb to the latest trends, or or I don't know. You don't want to dance on reels or TikToks. You I don't? was just going there. I, I don't want to shake my steak in front of. Okay, that sounds pretty sexual, actually. <laughs> I don't want to shake. I don't want to make cringy TikToks because yeah. because that's just the thing to do. I mean, listen, cool. People do that. Carnival influencers do that. But 
you, you kind of want to be true to the stuff you're doing and the people that are with you will be with you if you get a thousand a thousand views over a million views but those thousand views are changing one person's life at the fundamental level that's a good thing you know it's like you you kind of i guess my big point is like i kind of ask myself i'm like is what i'm doing making a difference like am i truly making a difference and i kind of came to the conclusion that i that i think i am because of the the responses that i get but it's, it's a good question to ask myself if you know what i'm saying it's like yeah asking yourself is what you're doing online making a difference or, or are you using your platform as a way to get some sort of love that you maybe never got or, or something like that because i'm admittingly that's what i that's how, what, how i started is it felt really good to get views and yeah. likes and but yeah i know it's a very um sort of transcendental topic but it was no, a revelation for me you know it, it was kind of interesting to see that that's important i mean like that's probably why you don't see me making like dancing reels or like why to do carnivore reels and again yeah. to anyone that's doing that we're not saying that that's shit or anything like that we're just saying like cool like that's you that's what you want to do i just don't think it's genuine to like who i who i am and what i want to do like mm. there's i feel like i don't really care as much as i did like what people think like i'm growing a human right now i am just you know, trying to live my life and be active and whatever. So I will say that like the need to like put on makeup and like take a photo or something is not really like, it's not on my to-do. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's not really on my to-do. Like mm. I tried actually recording like a workout and I was just like, I was like, I don't really like this. Like, I was like, I thought maybe like that would be like an <laughs> avenue I'd want to explore. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, I feel like I'm now disconnected from my workout I'm now taking a video of myself working out. I'm not using like my music. I, I like, I feel so disconnected from mm. what like my intention is. Like, mm. I don't like being disconnected from my intentions. So like, if I'm doing something, like I want to be all in. I don't mm. want to be like taking a fucking video of myself and then doing that. Like, I think I did it for like three like workouts. I was like three little things I was doing really quick. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm over this. Like, yeah. I'll use this in one reel. But like, I was like, I, I just don't want to do that. And mm. like, I will be like, Hey, I'll refer you to knees over toes guys. If mm. you want to see like some stuff or, Hey, like go do this. But there's just the disingenuousness is just like, it's not even a word. I don't know. Yeah. But like, no, I feel true. it so deeply mm. when like, I'm like, cause I enjoy what I do. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm doing that workout, I enjoy it so much. So if I do like end up recording myself, it like doesn't feel genuine it doesn't feel like i'm getting out of it what i set to mm. get from it you know but the things that like make me like continue to give a fuck online or social media is like a little message that i will get that's like hey like i just want to let you know like i ended up going off birth control and i am absolutely just like so excited about this like i've mm. never felt better like thank you for you know putting that information out there you know um like little things like that and maybe that's to me that's a big thing you know like those that's are huge. the things yeah those are the things that make me be like okay like it's worth it like i i don't like being that person and like we're not trying to like fear monger people which a lot of people try to say and i'm like dude no i'm just trying to give you the ingredients mm. and like the education and what's put in your body so that kind of brings me to another thing that's pretty hot is i believe in informed consent right? Like I believe that the people that are putting you on birth control or the people that are giving you a vaccine or whatever, they should tell you exactly the ingredients of what you're going to put in your body and let you decide. Maybe not right there. Maybe you decide and you think it over for weeks. If this is worth what I want to do, right? Like maybe you don't have to make a decision then, but mm -hmm. I just wish that there was that thing. And now I'm getting into a place where um, there's a vaccine schedule for babies, right? Like when they're born, starting with when they're born, um, all the different vaccines you have to give them. And so um, I don't care what people do. I'm not like against vaccines. Hmm. I more want people to know. And so I'm reading a book right now. <laughs> um, it's called The Vaccine Book. 
<laughs> and it's basically just goes through um it goes through all the different vaccine schedules like that are there it goes through all the different vaccines and it basically tells you the ingredients of every single vaccine that you're going to be putting in your child so then you can make the decision right because a lot of people don't know that you can also say no <laughs> to like a lot of things in life like just because a doctor tells you to do something like you can question it right yeah yeah so i'm like going through this book dude and i'm just like and again like if you want to vaccinate whatever like i don't give a shit right like i think that just everyone should be able to be informed about the ingredients <laughs> like mm -hmm. of what you're injecting your newborn with right or like your kid with so i'm looking through this and like Literally like 90% of them have high levels of mercury in them. They have formaldehyde. They have all these different things. I can't even, <laughs> for some of them, I can't say them. But I was like looking through them and I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like there's like eggs in a lot of them too. And so like, if you are allergic to eggs, which like I know a couple people, like, I'm like, dude, like, I wonder if, like, if they have immune issues now, like, do you know what I mean? Like, my yeah. brain just, like, there's just, like, it's, like, how do I not know this? How, like, I just, I don't know, like, as a, like, I just think that people should know every single thing mm. that's going into their body that they're or injecting their kid that doesn't have a choice yet. Like, mm. you should know everything that's going into there. I don't know if you have an opinion on this. I, I was going to say, but... people obviously assume because it's so tricky, like, as informed as I am, and as much as I trust my instincts and my gut, a part of me will still always sort of like, be like, oh, you know, this person in a coat, they've got a degree, they clearly know something. So there is this like sort of dichotomy that happens between your own innate wisdom and the, the, wis the, the wisdom of, you know, some pharmaceutical industry, because obviously without certain modern medications and stuff, a lot of babies would fucking die, you know, that's just the fact. But at the same time, if you're healthy and you, you've had a good pregnancy, I don't see why you should have to take, have to have your baby on any sort of vaccine. I, I don't, how many, so from your standpoint, like how many, it sounds like they, they have to have quite a Vaccines few. They give you, I think it's about 40. So here's the thing. So this is what we, we can like look it up right now. Um, but so for this one, uh, there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, crazy, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one. Okay, so between the ages of birth and 12 years old, you get about 41 different uh, vaccines. Sorry, and this is just vaccine shots. So like you might get like a, uh, like you'll start a polio one at two months old and you'll, con and you'll continue getting the polio, polio one through being five years old. So like you're getting injected with a lot of shit. And yeah. like, I didn't realize this and I didn't know this. And then I like look at all this stuff that's in it and like, dude, like there's like known carcinogens and like things mm. that are really bad for humans in these. So all I'm saying is that everyone can make their own decision, right? Mm. Like all vaccines are not created equal. I understand that. Yeah. But if you spend time, just like, just like look into the ingredients. Mm. Um, well, I, I know, I know a few people in Cape Town. I know a few people in Cape Town who, who were born without any vaccines and they are probably some of the healthiest people I know. They, their parents were like, you know, Cape Town's known to have like a few, it's a bit of a counterculture hippie type place. That's why I love it. Is that they healthy people and they didn't have any vaccines. Their parents yeah. said, no, we're not giving our kids anything. And they're completely fine. And it's kind of what I love about South Africa as well is that although it's not in a great state economically is that you still have that kind of like this choice. I'm just reading here about the Dutch, you know, and the Dutch. By the way, you do have a choice. So a lot of people don't <clears throat> realize. So like <clears throat> basically when the baby's born, they give them a K2, vitamin K2 shot and they give eye antibiotics and then they give one more shot, right? Like literally like the moment it's born. And I was like, 
I was like, that's really weird. So I have to like read into those too. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, why that's am I giving really, a vitamin yeah. K2 shot? And like, it's like super, con- like, I just want to know. Do yes, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I do exactly. have something that's kind of mm. weird that I did discover with my pregnancy. Um, and so, and this kind of comes back. But anyways, people look at what's in shots before you get them because mm. there's like a whole thing. And if you're vegan, I just want to let you know that <laughs> if you've made it this far in the podcast yeah. and you're vegan, yeah, well, congratulations. <laughs> um, there's, it goes over in this book specifically. And I think Sears, this guy, this doctor, Robert W. Sears, he's an MD, but he has an updated book too that you should read. Cause this last one was like 2008. Um, but one of the controversial, um, sorry some of the controversial i'm not trying to laugh okay (laughs) some of the controversial ingredients not the carcinogens but the things that people want to argue about are monkey kidney cells fetal cow blood polysorbate 80 and then the use of live genetically altered organisms is a worry to some people even outside the food industry what the fuck so yeah it doesn't sound very vegan friendly (laughs) basically no yeah and then like yeah anyways but i did want to say so i might have to get a shot and i'll tell you what it is um we went and got our physical and they were asking us about the flu shot the flu shot that i was just telling you about is the one that has the formaldehyde and the levels of mercury in it Mm. depending on which brand you get those levels vary but like i've never really gotten flu shots like i i just I, and I also the one time I think I did get it, I ended up getting the flu. So I was like, okay, checks out, not doing that again, right? Yeah, fuck that. But um, and that's just for me. Like my mom, she will get. She's on like her fourth booster of the coronavirus, uh, or the COVID vaccine. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I haven't talked about it in a while. Anyway, okay. So the thing that I found out about myself, which is so weird, I did not know this is a thing at all, and I'm still kind of like weirded out. Okay. So I had to get a blood test um, to find out which blood type I am, right? In case that I ever need a blood transfusion or, you know, I lose blood giving birth or whatever, right? They just do that. I am O negative. O negative means that I am RH negative, right? So I just have a negative blood type. Mm -hmm. So if you're RH negative and your baby comes out and your baby um, has positive blood, right? It's AB positive, it's A positive, B positive, O positive. What'll happen is that when you give birth, if your blood comes into contact with that baby's blood, then what'll happen is in the future pregnancies, if you get pregnant again and your baby's blood with a negative and a positive came in contact with each other, your body in future pregnancies and different times in the pregnancy will attack the fetus because it sees it as a foreign like a foreign entity in your body and it'll attack it and it'll be born with either really bad issues um really bad jaundice not like the jaundice when you're born that's very minimal like jaundice to the point of like having really bad liver issues and stuff like that and sometimes it ends in miscarriage and loss or stillbirth okay so i found this out and i'm like what are you talking about they're like oh yeah easy fix like this is like my last player on my ob and he goes oh yeah, like you can get this shot called Rogam. And this Rogam shot basically injects uh, me with positive vitamins, or sorry, not positive, positive blood, like RH positive blood. And so it tricks my body to thinking that in future pregnancies, like that blood is okay to be mixed with my blood. So I won't attack the fetus in future pregnancies. Because what was happening is like, I think they discovered this like 50, 40, 50 years ago. And what was happening is that a lot of women were losing their second and third and fourth babies, like after having a healthy, normal pregnancy. Hmm. And then they discovered that it was the issue with the negative blood, recognizing the positive blood and wanting to, Hmm. you know, like fight it kind of as like being like, oh, the foreign substance in your body, let's kill it. Hmm. So anyways, just wanted to put that out there. So um, there was two options. And uh, the first option was if we test Taylor's blood, which we did, I decided to test Taylor's blood. Um, If he's negative as well, like if he has some type of negative, AB negative, O negative, whatever, a negative blood type, 
then our kid will have a negative blood type. So I don't have to ever worry about this. Mm-hmm. However, if he has a positive blood type, then that means that the baby has a potential to have a positive blood type. And I need to get that shot of Rogam at 30 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. around 30 weeks. So I'm like trying to figure out what the hell is in it. And I'm like asking my midwife and like, I'm asking the OB guy and they're like, Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, cool. Okay. Well, but it's made, it's made by a pharmaceutical company. So, I mean, it should be, it should be good for you, right? It, if, <laughs> it if it's, should be. If it's got, but you don't understand, yeah. like I haven't had something foreign in my body mm. in so long, like by purpose, just because like I felt so good and I don't want that. Like Taylor got a tetanus shot, uh, I think four years ago and he full blown got tetanus. He, he got lockjaw. He couldn't like, like his joints were just like so sore to the point where like he could not move. Like he mm. was like an old man in bed mm. with like severe joint pain, lockjaw, And like, literally like it lasted for like a week or so. Jeez. And it was awful. And that was his first time like getting, um, like he hadn't been to the doctor in like 10 years. So like that was like his first time anyway. So there's just like, I, that's like my biggest worry right now is like having to get that shot mm. and finding something that I don't like in the ingredients and being like, Oh, oh gosh, there's yeah. like mercury in this. Oh, cool. I can't <laughs> wait to like shoot myself up <laughs> when I have like a baby inside me yeah. with mercury. <laughs> so yeah, so many, so many choices and things to think about. I, I can imagine, especially on, on the level that you operate at now is that there's just so much that you just no, it's just not good for you and therefore not good for your baby. So, but yeah, I'm kind of on the spectrum that often less is best, you know, like when in doubts, don't, <laughs> it's easy to, I, I, I just, my hypothesis, it's easy to be a bit of a, it's easy to just think as a normal person would think is like, oh, more is better. But sometimes it's actually like, hang on. If I don't feel comfortable ra- about this, rather just don't take it. Like it's probably something that you don't need. You know what I'm saying? You can always, I don't know. I just, I need to figure. So here's the thing. Like, I think everyone can make their own decision, but like just looking it up just now, like really quick, it's like, oh yeah, there is a level of mercury in the Ram shot. Mm. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like trying so hard to free myself of all these toxins that we're constantly mm. inundated with. And mm. now they want me to like put all the toxins back in. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah. Like that. Should, so that actually like gives me anxiety, like mm. putting something in my body that my body doesn't need that mm. like those things like freak me out. And it's like, well, now I need to know, like, I freaking hope to God Taylor's negative. Like I literally mm. am like, please <laughs> have a negative blood type because I don't know how to Yeah. like, I don't anyways so that's like the weird thing that's like my Sophie's choice right now okay um (laughs) so we'll see what happens I think the last resort is that you test the baby's blood um right when it's born and you see if it's born negative because if it's born negative then I don't need the shot yeah and you can always get it but afterwards right you can it doesn't have to be like while you are pregnant I mean you can get it off so the, the protocol is one around 30 weeks and then oh, yeah, again, saying, right yeah. after the baby's born within three days. Okay. So like, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't really make, it's just one of those things. And then like, it's like people, if your blood does come in contact with the baby or if I have an emergency C-section or something like that, like the risk goes up of like your blood mixing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, a, like the baby bleeding and like my blood. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest, Josh. Like, I've never heard about this. So, no. like, when I found out, I was like, oh, no. But I don't know. Um, I'll just have to, like, figure out what my option is if I don't want to get it. Mm-hmm. Does this mean I only have one kid and, like, not risk doing it again? But I would, if Taylor is the blood that's positive, yeah. Um, there's still a chance the baby's blood comes negative. And I think my next option would be testing the baby's blood to find out if it is negative or positive. Mm-hmm. Cause then I can determine at that point if I want the shot, I guess. Hmm. Well, that sounds very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We shall find out on the next episode. We, we will, if you, if you dig, dig a bit deeper into that, that sounds very intriguing. Cause I've never heard of that. 
Sounds amazing. Oh, me neither. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Just a weird thing though. And I am doing a home birth, by the way, like a hundred percent. Okay. Um, I broke up with my OBGYN. Um, like I broke up with him and I was like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna, I told you this might happen, but I'm doing a home birth. Um, yeah. So it'll be like a little kiddie pool, like in, uh, in my living room. And they just basically like, I'm just going to try to sleep or distract myself as much as possible. And my contractions start. Nice. And yeah. and your your midwife is uh, confirmed and everything obviously and yes you know, okay nice I have a doula who is kind of like my advocate and then I have two midwives who will okay. be there in like my birth and then if anything you know crazy comes up um, then I just go to the hospital which is yeah. like ten fifteen minutes away simple as that it really is it's it's not yeah. I just don't want the option for the drugs because if basically like they're telling me they're like if you want to have a hospital birth like they told me it was some crazy number like right now it's like 90 even people that want natural births that give birth in a hospital it's like 99% of the births are um, people use drugs Hmm. like it's very rare that there's a natural birth. And how often do people who have a natural birth choose to go on drugs once they start that well, they can't. There's no option. Is so. There's no option. No, at there's all. there's zero okay. option. There's no okay. pain. So once you anything, once you're in that natural birth, it's happening regardless of whether you like it or not. That thing's coming. Correct. Out. Okay. Yeah, like that's coming out. But people have to remember, like it's kind of like a marathon where like you can be, you can start contractions, and some people like are fine. They don't feel them as much. Some people really feel them, and it's really mm. uncomfortable and painful. Mm. But you have to remember, like it's kind of like these 30 to 60 second things Mm. of like pain. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. so when you're actually like in active labor um, and like, so basically when you have your contractions, um, like when they start, right, it can be a long time up until your water breaks and then up until a long time until you actually have the baby, like the baby's ready to come out. Yeah. So that can be a long, a long time. Um, But the thing is, is that once it goes from contracting and getting your body ready to start going down, there's this thing that happens called transition, where if you see in like movies or most people are like, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Or like they have this like moment of like, it's too much or you know what I mean? Like that's when you know that like the baby's now actually starting to go down versus contracting and getting ready to come out. Mm um which is like so crazy but those when it actually is when you're actually like pushing and stuff right when you actually start to push and all that it's like these 30 second sprints Hmm. um and maybe a minute but there's like it's like these sprints that you have and I'm like okay like if I can mentally make it through like these 30 to 60 second sprints on and off of Hmm. like pain and who knows my level of pain that will happen (laughs) and I was like but that sounds doable do you know what I mean it's not like you're literally for 40 hours just having no a contraction for 40 hours like that's not the case so I think there is a lot of uh like and everyone I tell is like well what happens if you have to like if the baby's distressed or you have a breech baby where it's feet first or like everyone wants to know what's going to happen if something bad happens and I'm like I go to the hospital like I don't know (laughs) or call me crazy but like if you if you envision a good birth, it's mm-hmm. it's going to more than likely take place. You've got to actually, you know, have some sort of vision of what you want to happen. Uh, you know, that's we, we creative beings, you know, it's like, but maybe that's just me. You know, I, I think you've got to see it going well and you've got to see it going smoothly with the people you love and, and that will make the process a lot easier. But it, if you are hypochondriac and you are scared about it coming feet first or what, what something, yeah, something might happen because now you are one. You're you, putting it out there. Yeah. you. you That's you what I tell Taylor. It. I'm like, don't put that, out, don't put like, I always <laughs> say it. So I'm like, don't put that out there. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Cause I do envision, I envision like, well, here's the one thing they said that people do to distract themselves is when their labor starts or their contractions, like they say, try to sleep you know, try to rest as much as you can, if you can sleep through them, mm. because some people, um, if they've had really bad periods or like they've had really bad cramps, yeah. um, and have slept through that, like sometimes people have higher pain tolerances and they'll just sleep through it, which yeah. I was like, I'm gonna try that. But the other one, Josh, you're going to love this. 
is they'll tell people to have ingredients to make a cake from scratch. And they'll say, okay, like, you know what? It's your baby's birthday. Let's make a cake from scratch. Hmm. And it's not more about like, it's just about distracting your distracting, mind. Like, yeah. yeah. Anytime yeah, you've yeah. been in pain, like even when you do like your ice bath or your cold showers or whatever, right? Like you want to like distract your mind, mm. right? Like a little bit and mm. that helps. But I don't know. I was just, I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. Like, so I'll just make a cake for, you know, maybe I'll make yeah. like a steak cake or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Can be your but I thought that was cute. Yeah. No, that's very interesting. Cool. Well, this has been a glorious episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, me um, too. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment if you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I certainly did. And yeah, I can't believe this. 20, 20 episodes this one. I know. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I just want to add one more thing to everyone. Like Josh and I, we believe that everyone has a choice in what they want to do. So all I'm saying is that just read ingredients of vaccines, hmm. um, be informed before making your decision. Cause my mind right now is like, I can imagine what, <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. Um, but yeah, just look through and you can kind of go through the pros and cons and risks or whatever, but, um, yeah. Cool. And a good one. Welcome back to reality. One. Josh. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.